This week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. You can join the growing group of 500,000 people who are working with their licensed therapists through Talkspace today. To sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com forward slash grown. That's Talkspace.com forward slash G-R-O-W-N. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. Something, 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 something. That's where I need love. Do you know the words at least? I knew them the, about 90% of them. Mm, I'm concerned with the 10% that you didn't know. But you didn't chime in. You didn't save me. Where is the loyalty again? I didn't know any of the words, so I thought it would be best for me to be quiet. Well, I sang it because this is the episode about dating. Welcome back to getting grown. (laughs) Hey, niggas. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, Uh, niggas. uh, uh, Yeah. I don't know where all those us came from. (laughs) Welcome back to getting grown with Jane and Kia, where we discuss all things adulting and how we are not really doing the best of uh, the best job at it. But we are here trying and everything like that right there. A for effort. Yeah, man. I like A's. A is my blood type. I think mine is O. Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I think. Oh, girl. I think it's O. I think it's O. You could totally be making that up, though. No, I for real think it's O. All right. That ass. (laughs) How are you, sis? You know, I'm yet alive. I am doing okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm here and happy to be here for episode 22. I got to see your face all in my space this weekend. That made me really happy. All in my personal space. I always What's miss it? my sister's face. Oh, my God. I see you all the time. I see you at least once weekly when we do the show. But it's just not the same as me getting ready, like getting, being able to love up on you, you know, smother oh, you a little bit man. on the couch. Drink yeah, a we froze. had a good time. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> Shout out to the froze. Shout out to the queen of froze, Crystal Jean. Crystal Renee. Jean. Crystal Jean. Wes. Uh, Crystal Jean Renee West. We give her, give her her niece's middle name <laughs> because uh, that's what because uh, t- that's a black take girl name. That. Take all oh. that today, Crystal Jean Renee West. And Renee I said Crystal. I said Chris Crystal Jean Renee Shantae. Um, forgetting about the West part, but we'll just go with Crystal Jean Renee West right now. We can make her West Indian and give her like three middle names. <laughs> um, it's cool. It is cool. So yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it was good to be back in my city for the Friend Zones uh, live. The second year hey. anniversary of the Friend Zone it was an excellent time there at the at the Tish <laughs> Auditorium at the New School on yes. Saturday. Um, shout out to everyone who was so nice and so pleasant and so uh, so encouraging to myself and Jade. Um, Beautiful. We, yeah, it was just so awesome to get a chance to talk to y'all. Um, is somebody like throwing spoons over there? What's going it's on? It's Tristan, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I just didn't know what was happening. I wanted to make sure you was all Me right. Me neither. <laughs> um, ciao. 
Oh, but yeah, shout out to the friends. It was an awesome show. Shout out to Kid Fury and Crystal for being amazing hosts. And shout out to Destin, Friend, and Asante for an amazing show. It was amazing. And like Kia said, thank you to everybody who was so supportive and so nice and so sweet. And shout out to the people who asked the questions. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Y'all were, that's what's up. Y'all asked really good questions. And shout out to the young man from uh, Talkspace. Um Yes. Who was there to assist in the Q&A portion. So it's awesome to be a part of really cool things. Um, and I was really honored to be a part. So again, shout out to uh, Dustin, Friend and Asante for uh, their amazing uh, content and their success for having two years worth of f- uh, fantastical shows. Um, and shout Word. out to everyone who came in support of them. Um, from what I understand, there are going to be more live Friend Zones Um in cities across the country really soon. So you guys keep your eyes and ears peeled um, for the announcements and things of that nature. Through the end of the year. So yes, definitely pay attention. Don't miss the bus, children. (laughs) So how are you, sis? We asked, we talked about my little raggedy life. What's going on with you? Uh, Nothing. I mean, it was pretty much the same as yours this weekend, (laughs) plus some additional work, uh, but that's nothing new. And then we went back to work today. Yeah. Fun times in the city. That's what it is. Fun times in the city. Mm -hmm. Oh, and shout out to um, all the love from the friend zone from the episode last week. Uh, You guys received me. You're famous. Beautifully. Awesome. No. Yes. (laughs) But Fran told me about a lot of... um, a lot of emails and stuff. She got stuff that I didn't get to see of people who, who told her I helped them to like rethink their entire decision about getting married and having kids. You know what I'm saying? We just out here, you know, just trying to black lives matter, saving black lives all over the place. You know, we just don't want y'all to jump into nothing too crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm really honored to uh, have been a part of that um, discussion and to be a part of an episode that was so well received and, you guys, you guys were nothing but beautiful. There were no negative comments, and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate them for having me. Yes. You out here. So, sis, shall we get into it? Let's do it. My sis is popping right now, like. Shout out to my sis. sis is- Shout out to uh, the ladies from last week. Indeed. Shout out to all the ladies from last week. Um, um, I can't think of her name right now. Uh Jesus. <laughs> um Pedagogist. Pedagog at ped pedagogist, I believe is her name on Twitter. Um yes. uh, and she uh, the young lady with the book drive, um, I believe in the Delta in Mississippi. She was trying to get a thousand books for her third grade class. She actually exceeded her goal. Um and was very appreciative of our assistance. I think she was a lot closer to her goal um, um, than we thought when we first, um, when mm-hmm. we first looked. But thanks to everyone who reached out, everyone who made a donation. Um, it's amazing what we can do when we all work together. So I'm sorry, sis, that I can't think of your first name right now. I know your name on Twitter is at pedagog at pedag- blah, 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 at pedagogist. <laughs> P-E-D-A-G-O-G-I-L-I-S-T, I believe is, is her name. Um, I hope I'm spelling that correctly. But if not, I will put it in the description box. Um, and shout out to everyone who uh, helped helped her to reach her goal and to get these babies reading for this academic year. Absolutely. And our shout out to my sis this week, 
Um, comes from Rashonda. She says, hey, Kia and Jade, I love, love, love this show and have been listening since episode one. Aww. I'd like to shout out to Kia. Hey, That's my name. Wallace. Hey. Yes, it is. The creative behind Brown Girls Do Ballet. I follow She's a me. photographer, mompreneur, and out here showing amazing brown girls in the world of ballet. She raises money for scholarships to help young dancers further their training, and her work is amazing. You can find her at browngirlsdoballet.com or at browngirlsdoballet on Instagram. Um, you can also find her on Facebook under Brown Girls Do Ballet. Please shout out all the amazing work she's doing. Thanks so much. So shout out to you. Make sure you guys check out browngirlsdoballet.com. If you're looking um, to make a donation or to see what they're all about, definitely check it out and we'll put the link in the description box. Yeah, I follow uh, this Instagram post. I've been following them for quite some time and it's uh, um, mm-hmm. awesome, beautiful, um, really amazing images of black and brown people um, engaged in the art of ballet. Um, uh, mainly women, but... Here recently, there have also been a, a lot of little brown boy ballet dancers that have been yes. featured, which I think is pretty flipping cool. So my name, my namesake, Takia Wallace. Hey, my hey. fellow Takia. All right, girl, you're out here doing amazing things because, <laughs> you know, we're built that way. Um, That's right. So, yeah, shout out to Takia Wallace and all of that she's doing. And please do your best to support browngirlsdoballet.com. Let's get these babies uh continuing or help these babies to continue to thrive in their art um and feed and fuel their passions because we've got to have representation no matter what um so yeah thank you Rashonda for writing in yes thank you so much it's time for us to gather around the kitchen table yet again for some grown folks conversation Um, Mm. before we do that uh sis are you snacking on anything in particular on tonight fruit I got a fruit from a um, one of those stands, somebody from a farm, and got some peaches and some cherries, and I bought some local wild honey. Hmm. So I drizzled a little bit of that on the peach. It's delicious. You always got to have a little white woman in there somehow, somewhere. Just, just a tinge, I guess. I guess. What about you? I am actually <laughs> having a green smoothie, um, but none of my fruit came from a farm. Uh, well, I don't want to say that it did come from a farm, but by way of Trader Joe's. Um, hey, so I have a green smoothie here. I've made it with spinach, black mm. seeds, mangoes, mm. peaches, and pineapples. I also added a little Ooh. ground cinnamon and some uh, stevia, just a packet of stevia, just to give it a little bit more sweet. Um, I mean, because it's, I mean, naturally sweet, but I just wanted a little. Just a just little, a, kick. a little bit of a punch, but yes, that's. Um, I think I I needed to have this smoothie because I did not make wise food choices over the weekend. Um, <laughs> I had to deal with some difficult things, um, and I yeah. managed to. Well, I one of the things that helped me cope was pizza. So there we go. And now you're it's okay because you're balancing it out. Mm, I'll be you on the treadmill tomorrow, but that's another conversation. Um, you want to hear something gross? Not really, but, but I'm sure you're going to tell in me. In relation to you, it's smoothie. Of course I am. Mm-hmm. So you remember when um, Keisha's... <laughs> you remember when they, <laughs> when they had that big New Year's dinner? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they had that big New Year's dinner, right? They have this giant New Year's dinner, listeners. That's like the most extensive spread 
you've ever had in your entire life. I mean, it's amazing. And um, they have a million people in their home and they're still, you know, just like space to cartwheel. And um, so so her mom calls me over and she goes, come. come. Oh, no, no, no. I know what you're doing with this. <laughs> you're out of pocket. <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. Oh, man. She offered me a green juice, though, for my womanly health. Don't just so tell you all, all the family business. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I, I'll say I'll save the I'll save the details Not for the right. family. Just know that she offered me a green smoothie. It wasn't for a my smoothie. Womanly it's health. Like a green juice. It was a juice. It was a juice. A green juice. Lord God. For my womanly health. Well, let's actually get to what we came here for. Um, today we will be talking about first dates. Um, hey, because you know um, they happen. They're a part of life. They're a part of adult life and. I actually have some questions that we'll get to later on, but to kind of set the tone and set the pace for the conversation, Jade and I took to the internets and the interwebs and the Twitter sphere and the Facebook world and asked some questions, yes. asked you guys to chime in about your uh, A, ideal first date and B, what are some of your first date experiences, good, bad and ugly. So we got tons of um, responses because you guys are, amazing and um we thought that we would share and hilarious yes indeed we would share just share some of those um with you to kind of set the tone before we get into i guess the meat of our conversation about first dates and what's the effing point (laughs) um (laughs) and everything like that right there so sis you want to start with the stories are you going to start with ideal first dates are you going to start with uh, uh, first date experiences, good, bad, and well, ugly. You know what I want to start with before we even get into that. Mm-hmm. I want to start with Issa's first date on Insecure. So okay, which you mean the first date with the white man? With the white man, because Issa's going on a lot of first date, well, or attempting to mm-hmm. something. Are these really dates? Um, so much as they're like interviews no. for dick appointments. No, the one with the with the with the Spaniard was um was probably the only date we've seen her on, right? Right, but I feel like they're all like she's just trying to get niggas into the hotation. Yeah, she is. That's that's <laughs> she she's she clearly stated that's what she was doing. Right, but I mean we can but talk she did about go on a date. It. I mean but yeah we can talk about it. If that's what you'd like to do, let's do it. <laughs> so what did you think of her date? I mean I want to know your thoughts. I don't really have any thoughts about Issa's day. I thought she was being very uh it was just very clear. I mean okay I can't say that she was extremely proactive and purposeful and <laughs> i felt like her intentions were uh you know very very apparent um and, and what she was trying to get at with this uh this uh spanish man um it was a little awkward to to watch because i mean all things are awkward with Issa. this is why i love her so much oh. but um i mean i didn't have no no major issues with it i thought that they were they seemed to be engaged with one another um and uh yeah <laughs> um oh, well <laughs> i feel like yeah i feel like they they seem to be engaged with one another although i i was a little thrown by him turning her down well not thrown but i don't know i don't know what what's gonna him turning her down to like she said she was down to keep hanging out and he was just like i gotta get up early I yeah like, i have to get up early. Yikes. so he kind of curved her a little bit but 
I don't feel like it broke her stride at all. I think she's she still left feeling pretty good about herself. But what what did you think? Well, when he that threw me too. That was the one thing where I was like, oh, not saying that he has to say yeah. And you can tell he kind of cleaned it up when he came back. He was like, oh, but this gives a, us an excuse to do this again. Yeah, but that's how I like was wondering. Nigga speak for you know. I, I, it did. I don't want you to know how actually me uh, of a terrible how much of a terrible person I am. Like actually, because you know I speak niggas, so that's that. I was like, he's just really trying to clean this up right now. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to make sure that she doesn't feel bad because he could tell that she felt bad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she perked up real quick because Issa's got a lot of confidence right now. She did um, so much confidence, so much so that she, um, yeah, she she's just she's just wilding all over the place. She's just her attitude is just like very dismissive, and it's interesting to watch. So. I'm anxious to see what where they go with that. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about dates. We're going to talk about dates. Think back to Molly's date with uh, this dude that she really don't like. Mm. Um, <laughs> what What are your thoughts about, about him and, and their interaction? Um, What I told my husband when we were watching it, I was like, and he said the same thing. She wants to like this dude because on paper, he's everything that she wants. Like he's he's perfect on paper. And this is everything that she hoped for and wished for all through season one. I know all about that. And he's all into her and everything. Yeah. But she don't like him. She just don't like and this. That nigga. Is, she just listen, don't. <laughs> strumming my pain. She's just not attracted to him. She's not singing my life with the, these words. OK, <laughs> I know all about that, Molly. But, but it is killing me softly. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a lot. I mean, there's a there's a whole other conversation there because we often I I, I don't want to say we, but I guess I can say we because I can relate no, you to can this. Say we. But um, <laughs> often find uh, myself in situations where it's like I know I can think the last person that I that I could say that I went I don't even want to say I dated him. We went on a couple of dates, <laughs> but it wasn't like uh, <laughs> it wasn't like a. I don't know. When I think of him, I don't think of him as a guy that I dated, even though technically we did go on dates. So I guess he is a guy that I dated, but that's neither here nor there. I guess I'm just strange that way. But um, I can honestly remember seeing him and thinking about him like in the way like, you know, there's nothing wrong with this dude. Like nothing wrong with him in in that he's a, a good, a solid dude. Like he's... um. Not terrible, like he's not a, a terrible person. He's gainfully employed. He seems ambitious. He seems, you know, to have all of the characteristics that I say that I would like to have, the qualities. He possesses the qualities of a person who I say that I would like to be in relationship with. But I can honestly remember, like, the last time that we went out, there happened. Like, I had, like, a moment of clarity where we were sitting there talking and he was talking and we were, we weren't, it wasn't even like I was having a bad time, but I absolutely remember mm. looking at him and being like, I don't even like this. Like, <laughs> like something like something literally just clicked. And it was just like, you know, I don't, yep. I don't care for it. Like the, he's a good dude. He was, it wasn't even that mm-hmm. he wasn't cute or anything, but I definitely, I remember looking at, he was sitting beside me at the time and I turned and I looked at the side of his face and I was just like, I don't, nothing about me wants to, like I don't mm, I'm okay like I was just, and I felt terrible because it was like this is a decent dude like there's nothing wrong with this dude but I, I totally was just like mm, mm, mm. I'm ready to go right now like like literally I I know I 
I had a similar experience. So I'm taking it. You never called this nigga again. I did kind of fade the black on him. I did. It's <laughs> like, I did. And nigga, if you all don't speak, nigga, that means she ghosted him. <laughs> Not intentionally. Like, had- it wasn't like I was ignoring him, but life would just so happen to work out that uh, the times that he reached out to me to go out, I actually had things, other things to do. I had other plans and then we would just right, never right. got around to rescheduling. And then, you know, right. the times that we interacted became less and less frequent. Um, and I, I happen to believe that that was the Lord's way of saying that this was oh, absolutely thing that I needed to focus my time and attention on. Although I yeah. felt like, you know, on paper and in theory, this this dude this this young man was a a decent young man, but he said a couple of things and he done a couple did a couple of things. Mm. It was just like mm, that, like turned me off, and mm. and I know that I have to be flexible and and all of that, but I just felt like it, I just came to a point where I was like, there's no really there's no real turning back here. Like <laughs> I can't I can't really <laughs> bend anymore. Like I don't care for this dude. Like the chemistry just was not there it's just not there it wasn't there you can tell and that's how it is with molly you can tell you can completely tell that she's just not even when he put her arm his arm around her she just like tensed up there was nothing comfortable about it she didn't fall into him smiles with no teeth you just be like "Mm." (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. sometimes you show a little gum but i just (laughs) yeah I could totally relate. But why do you think, I mean, this is totally not about first dates, but I guess it's all relevant. But why do you think that we feel like we have to, um, why do we, why do you think we feel like we find ourselves in these situations where we just trying to make something work when it's clearly not working? Because I think it's kind of like the same thing where we've talked about, um, the mentality, you know, as black people, like with getting jobs, and thinking that we have to, and we, I think we talked about this our first episode or really early on, where we feel like we, you know, um, have to be grateful for what we get. And I think sometimes when it comes to situations like these, we, you know, we try to really talk ourselves into it because it's like, I really asked for all of these things. Like, I really asked for this type of person on paper, but I just really just don't like this nigga. And I feel really bad. And you try to make yourself like this nigga, but you just don't really like this nigga like that. and I think the um, lesson there, which really was a light bulb for me, it was just like, sis, what you think you like and what you think you need, you don't, you don't really like you don't even those know things you don't even like the things that you thought were like super important. Like the fact that this nigga was, you know, an NBA or he had, you know, like, or, you know, that right. he was, you know, um, I don't even know. Like, I mean, he was, you know, he was cute. He was. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't tall enough, but he wasn't short. Does that does that make sense? <laughs> like yes. And you know that's a big thing. I know I'm superficial, and y'all can feel free to call me all Don't kinds care. of. Uh, Do not care. Yeah, all kinds of trash. But I'm just here, and I can only be myself. He was not like. I felt like I had to talk myself into be physically attracted to him. Like, eh, mm, wrong see, with that's him. a problem. Like you know, it's not yeah, but nothing in me like stood up straight when I saw that nigga like whoa yes like the way that I um yes this nigga is fine yes like the one time recently I had the honor and privilege Lord Jesus to see Jay Ellis in person like I saw Lawrence in person 
And I would just like to take this opportunity to say that Jay Ellis is un- <laughs> he is unreasonably attractive. Like I just have never, I've never in my in my African American life. Um, because what you don't know, this is a what you what I didn't realize from watching Insecure. Like I knew that that Lawrence was tall, but I didn't realize how tall Lawrence was. And oh, he's tall. Lawrence is like so wonderfully tall, but he's tall and like, cause I mean, another tall doesn't like tall doesn't stand alone, but tall in conjunction with other amazing qualities is like really set you to the next level of your, uh, you know, amazingness. I'm using <laughs> making up words, but um, cause Dro, like the dude, the married dude that Molly's dealing with, he's unreasonably tall too, but nothing about him is attractive to me. Um, I asked the question on Twitter today because it seemed like everyone was talking about how fine Dro was. And I was just like, did I miss the bus? Let me clean my glasses. Cause I don't see it. Sis? Oh shit. My thing was muted. <laughs> I'm like, no, you did not miss oh. the bus. <laughs> You are not standing at the you are not standing at the bus stop alone. The curly, pretty thing is just not really. Oh man, it's just I don't not know. really my. But Jay Ellis has a combination of things. He's got great height. He's got great teeth. He's got a dimple that you can literally sit down in, like you can put a love seat inside that man's dimple and just rest mm. and nuzzle in it. Like like you could just nuzzle yourself right in there. <laughs> and he does this weird thing. He does that thing where he like really pays attention when you talk, like. <laughs> When you speak to him, like he looks at you directly in your retinas. And I'm just like, Lord, somebody need to tell Jay Ellis, you guys stop looking at me in my face like this. Ha. But anyway, um, go ahead. I'm sis. just saying, I'm just saying, I know that he's, uh, listen, I'm, these are just, this is just me talking out loud, but I'm saying the point of that is I did not have a Jay Ellis reaction when I looked at your boy. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like I deserve I deserve a Jay Ellis reaction. I don't. I work hard. You I do. work hard. So no, you so, do. Um, so you shouldn't. This settle. is what I'm saying. So I feel like although those things are very important to me, there are other things that I thought were important in this young man on paper. Like where uh, Daddy went. The fact that he went to school, where he went to school, um, those kinds of things that you kind of those that we talk about all the time, like how, how much money he makes, what kind of car he drives, all that stuff. Those are things that you that women kind of think of categorically when they're talking about the ideal mm-hmm. partner or somebody that they want to date. And this young man had all of those qualities and still, it was, it was not <laughs> it. it just was not, you still it was not it. there for me. So it cost me, I mean, you know, it's all about self-reflection and thinking back and saying like, okay, so... Mm, what what do I need to do differently? Maybe I need to be open to guys from other backgrounds or other, you know, I don't know. Mm, but yeah, so that's interesting. Not backgrounds. I don't want to say that well, because I do like my chicken fry hard, and I'm committed to having the black family. <laughs> but a, I mean, that is really that is, the bottom line. That's the bottom line. The top one and and the one in the middle for me. And the one in the middle. Um, <laughs> I had this one date with this. I met this dude in the club. That was probably the first. Hey, problem. and it was dark. And he was, it was really, dark in there. You was probably drunk. It was du- Yo, it was dark, and I was Ooh. drunk. So, and I'm gonna tell you how drunk is, I was. Me and my friend fell asleep in the diner. That is the making and of the t- a night of terrible decisions. But carry on. Good times. That's also how I'm. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but. So this dude met him in the club, drunk, dark, 
And he was really nice, right? He, I, I worked in music at the time. He was in TV production. We had great conversation. You know what I'm saying? He was really, really nice. But I just, I had a tendency back in the day to Jerry Seinfeld, um, a lot of these niggas. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with Seinfeld, which is, um, I love actually, uh, Seinfeld is he he has a tendency to um pick apart people. You watch Seinfeld says? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he has a, ten- a tendency to pick people apart. So I had a tendency to do that. And this nigga, so we went out, I tried to do the two date thing. Like I went on the first one and it just wasn't hitting right for me. But I did the thing that my sister just talked about where I was like, all right, all right, all right. Like he's a good dude. Like, you know, he has an interesting job. We have a nice conversation. He's really, really nice. All right. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's not, he's, he's, he's fine. He's okay looking. You know what I'm saying? He's all right. Like he's not hard on my eyes. And then I just couldn't stop staring at like the hoop in his oh, nose. Oh, he had a nose ring. He had a nose like ring a and like a really big back. Or like a nose ring. No, like a, like my, like my oh, nose man. ring. And like a, um, in a, in a wide back with really skinny I legs. love a good back. But this is not the back. No, sis. Like. This was like he was shaped like um despicable me. Okay, good night. But like <laughs> I didn't see that. It was but on the low key version, so I didn't really see it in the club because it was dark. But then he had on this like striped shirt, which was oh god, it was awful. Oh, it was oh, an awful man. shirt. I don't know why he ever thought he should Attire put that on his body. is important. But it's so key. Don't wear horizontal. That's the ones yes, that go honey. across, right? <laughs> yes. <It> was- <laughs> oh, Savior God. You did not hurry me. <laughs> he had on a striped black and white horizontal shirt. And like, he it was very back. ugly. And he had on horizontal And he had a wide back with like oh, love handles and skinny his, legs. Bless his, bless his heart. You know what I'm saying? So, and a hoop in his nose. And I was like, well, after the second date, I was like, I just can't keep looking at this. Like, I just can't keep doing it. So needless to say, I ghosted him. I was also in my er, mid-20s. So I mean, I think there's, there's I, a time. I mean, everyone has a story like that, right? So Yeah, I ghosted him. And then I told y'all the story about Chapoodles, yes, right? God, we don't have to relive that. Also met him in the club. Drunk. Stop okay. meeting niggas in the club. Okay, so drunk. Let's, that's actually a good segue to our conversation. Yes. What we are supposed to be talking about while we're over here rambling about yes. other things. But y'all will continue to indulge us. We appreciate you. Um, yes. So sis. Huh. Okay. Let me get my last together. So um, <laughs> what makes a... A, a day a great first day amazing what were some of the things that the people were saying so people talked a lot about intimate settings with lots of talking and uh really good chemistry and uh, great conversation people said a lot about doing things outdoors being creative and selecting date activities mm-hmm. good food and comfortable atmospheres those are the qualities of, of amazing dates common interests so going to bookstores or people like intentional dates expressing mm-hmm. you know if a a date showing evidence that he's listened to you and what you like to do and incorporating your wants and desires into the date laughs and lots of laughs like sense of humor was mentioned like seventy two thousand times which is i mean y'all are my yes. kind of people because <laughs> 
I mean, if Absolutely. it's not, if you're corn, like, let me tell you something. I've said this my whole life, <laughs> but uh, like, I feel like funny dudes win for so many reasons. Like, funny every time. literally can talk you right out of your draws if you're not careful because you'd be like, he just had me dying. <laughs> like, if you make me laugh, like, I can overlook mm. certain things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could totally, I could. Yeah, no, you can chuckle and panties, panties right, right down. 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 Like, not even, not even exaggerating. Like, funny dudes, funny dudes no. win all the time. Like, especially if, if we have really that connection. Because, and this is another, this is another thing, not to totally make this about me, but y'all know that I'm silly and I don't necessarily try to be funny, but people laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> well we I'm mean, saying like people laugh at me but I can't say that I intentionally like sit home and be like I'm gonna say this and they're gonna laugh but I'll just be talking but nah, at the same time though. I like to laugh too so <laughs> it is it is a, it is Word. certainly uh, an issue for me if we go out on or on any kind of date and I'm the only one. I mean, you the only one laughing. I'm gonna feel some kind of way. I feel like <laughs> the laughing like got to be reciprocal. Like you got to make me laugh too. If, I'm, if you are laughing, slapping your knees, and like like literally laughing from your belly, I want you to have me laughing from my belly as well. Absolutely, because this is not. We can't. This is yeah, not one sided. I mean, yeah. Like, this is not a comedy um, club, my nigga. Like, yeah, uh, people said things like, you know, a lot of things, good activities came up. People like to go on walks, like to go on museum, like to go to museums. Lounges with live music uh, came up uh, quite a few times. Um, uh, Wit and Stiletto said, I love a man that can crack jokes um, and takes time to plan the first date. Like, planning is also absolutely key. And I want you to, like, have, you know, have... Show, show me that you've paid attention to what I said and don't assume. I don't like cliches. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that the girls, all girls mm. love picnics. I don't want to sit in the grass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to sit in the grass. So get to know, get to know you, get to know um whoever that you're that you're dating, um, so that you don't have her doing something that she don't want to do. Like, man, I don't like I don't like dogs. And I've had a uh I've had a young man <laughs> offer to take me to the dog park on the first date. And I'm just like, sir, um, For what, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> isn't the part, isn't the point of having, the going to the dog park, like walking the dog that you have? Like, I don't have a dog. You don't either. Why are we going to the dog park? Like, why the fuck do we, are we going God. to the dog like, park? Oh you look like t- two creeps. <laughs> two people who go sit in a dog park right. and don't have a dog. You look like somebody who's at a playground like, with no on, kids. Man. Come on, but yeah, no. this is not. Let me just calm down and keep reading because this is totally not about like what I like and don't like. Um, yeah, I, those. That's pretty much it. I tried to kind of. Con- I went through them and tried to consolidate them. Since I'm going to let you start um, in on what some of our our faithful listeners shared about their good and bad first dates, and then we'll get to some of the questions that I have. Okay, so let me tell you all. I had a hearty she chuckle reading did. some of she these. Really did. <laughs> reading some of these um first date experiences some of them were really sweet <clears throat> and then some of them were absolutely atrocious and so, and most of them were hilarious so we had some you know we had some really nice and sweet ones with one girl motivational okay <laughs> motivational 
<laughs> went to a French restaurant and the food was banging. Later had drinks and went our separate ways. He was a perfect gentleman that night and she made the straight mm. face face. So I'm taking it that she was on her Issa huh. and she really didn't want him Bless to be a gentleman it. that night. That is what I gathered from that. You guys are more than welcome to tweet her and ask her if that's what she meant. <laughs> this one was really fucked up. Uh, she said, I had a guy tell me he was going to the bathroom and he left our date. I called him and he said, I thought you'd be prettier what? in person. I'm That is just trash. That was not funny to me at all. That That's was just trash. I was like, that ain't nothing that somebody said legit. I mean, you left me and then you text me that raggedy ass shit. Ooh, anyway. That's awful. Um, somebody needs their... In the, I'm sorry. Somebody needs their ass beat. <laughs> they need their ass beat in the vein of also uh what the fuck somebody said he took me to his family barbecue and he was still in the closet what? he told them i was a friend but tried to get some oh, head in the house that's fun that's fun um she uh one one lady said only uh he was five uh, he said he was five ten he barely came up to my chin i'm five two strike one strike two he was a dick to the server. And strike three, he was insistent on correcting the server on what an Arnold Palmer was. Oh, God. Don't be mean to the server. <laughs> don't be. That's really good. That's, gonna, that's an instant turn off for me. Indeed. If you don't have any manners or if you're dismissive, like if you're just nasty, to, I don't know. And that's probably like a personal thing. But don't don't dismiss people like that. I don't like that. And that's going to instantly make me never want to talk to you again. Somebody else said blind date slid down the pole in the movie theater. Needless to say, I ran to catch a cab home. Slid down the pole. <laughs> well, <laughs> why was there a pole oh, in the movie man. theater? And was she on a date I'll with do- Bobby? Um, Bobby, you see, mm. awesome. yo, some somebody made somebody made a meme of Bobby twerking at Makosa because that's all Bobby does is twerk. Bobby twerked at my baby shower. Bobby twerks everywhere. And they put mood, and I sent it to him as a little boomerang, and he lived. So Bobby would love that. Do. Um, another one said, "I had a guy tell me how 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 he has bad credit, no three to five year plan, didn't know what he wanted to do for his career, and talk so about his So this is the thing. God, well, why Ooh. would they talk? His credit, his credit score came up right. on the first day. Jeez, right? Um. That's intense. That sounds Mollyish. This one, okay, this one's a doozy. So technically second date, but found out she was married to a man. Oh, wait. So <laughs> Yeah, it was a lady. Well, okay. It's a lady who sent us this tweet. <laughs> um, somebody, this is so petty. We go to this Mexican restaurant. He orders beef tongue tacos. I was not ready. <laughs> Why are you judging that man for what he eats? Why are you judging him? Okay. Oh, this one is bad. Not a first date, but tried some white chocolate for seven months. That's a long time. He told me at Valentine's dinner he voted for Trump just no because. Thing. I don't believe in that white chocolate reference. Like you dated a white man. <laughs> you dated a white man. You, you dated a white guy. But who are me you to dated, judge? Okay. You dated Ophi. <laughs> Had a good date, went back to his house. Then he pulls out his laptop and tries to sell me one of those vacation mm-hmm. club memberships. <laughs> he tried to sell her timeshare. <laughs> Sir, don't do that. If you give me if you give me one sixty nine ninety nine tonight, I promise you that I can get you a seven day 
vacation to Jamaica oh, yeah. and you'll get a timeshare in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Oregon, all of the hot places. You in are America. reading all the terrible first dates. I'm going to, uh, one of our readers <laughs> said that she had a first date in Target. And it was amazing because she got a chance to see, you know, she learned a lot of, but you learn a lot about a person uh, by how they navigate in Target. And I said, no, you know, that's my kind of carrying on. <laughs> I just, I think yeah, that, no, is, that's smart. that is Liddy Fi Liddy. I am down. Let's go to Target. Target is my favorite place what, in life. What about the young lady who says she works at the supermarket and her first date, uh, she worked at the supermarket and he worked at the supermarket and their first dates, their deli, their dates were in the deli. They both <laughs> work at the supermarket? <laughs> I think they both worked at the supermarket. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, but I'm reading the the horrible first date experiences because okay. a lot of them are funny, um, and just for balance. Okay. <laughs> you read all the good ones. I'll read the bad ones. <laughs> Somebody else said the whole time this guy said a man's not a man unless he makes six figures. Check came and he said I only have twenty two thirty six. I said no problem. They take cards. He said that's on my card. <laughs> Uh, man. First date I had a long time ago. We went bowling, right? I scored 50 points. I mean, he scored 50 points. I scored 205. He got pissed and left me at the bowling alley. I saw alley. a loser even. I'm not. I'm Yo. Like, a bitch. He was a bitch. a loser. Like, don't be trash your whole life. Anyway, we had a ton of really, really, really. Ouch funny um and engaging uh, engaging responses from people uh, who told us about their first dates you can go ahead and check out our mentions we had a ton of really good ones um but you had some really pointed questions well sis, i just about think you dates. know we don't have to get too too deep into the rigmarole but do you think it's healthy to have a sense of what your ideal first date would be yes or no um like do you like you know, if i say my dream date, you know what and this is legit um I have always felt like the perfect day for me is going to an amusement park because I love the roller coasters. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's a way, like, I, I mean, it's it's something that you're doing. Like you're, you're walking around, right. you're, you're seeing people. I felt like there's a lot of conversation to be had. It would be really hard for conversation mm-hmm. to be dry in a place like Six Flags because there's so much to see and so much to do. Um, and right. roller coasters make me happy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, and I it's a good, you know, it's just good, clean, Christian fun. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you just get an opportunity to see how someone just like is in, in that kind of atmosphere, which I think is, is important. But, um, you know, that being said, I, I've always felt that way, like since I was a teenager and I've never had <laughs> an mm-hmm. amazing first date that at an at a amusement park or period, actually, but. Yeah, all the dates that I've been on, I've not had that date. So I guess I it it, it gets me, makes me wonder like, what's the point of having, of having this if I've never articulated it? Like I've never said to anyone, That's you know, true. I want to go here, and I can sit and and talk about why that be the case. But I just you know wanted to know if I was the only person who who'd had that, and and thought maybe we can talk about it, just in the sense of like, what is you know. Being an adult, being pro, being um, uh, responsible for myself and what I want, um, mm-hmm. not and not trying to be controlling or manipulative, manipulative um, um, at all. Because I, I, I definitely mm-hmm. am not one of those people. Like I actually prefer some people to take the lead and to plan and do those kinds of things. But um, you know, that being said, I still feel like 
I have to take responsibility for not speaking up and think about why I have been hesitant or reluctant to say to somebody who I've been interested in that this is what I want to do instead of, you know, letting them mm-hmm. be in charge and failing miserably <laughs> when it, when they plan a date that, you know, <laughs> it's not horrible, but it's not what I really want to do. So I guess that's, that's, I really kind of rolled all three of my questions into one, but, but I guess we can just go from there in, in the conversation. So uh, go ahead. Well, I think, I think for me to to answer your question, like it's not really yes or no. I think it's more so like, I don't, not, not that it's necessarily unhealthy because I do think that, like you said, your ideal date would be going to an amusement park, right? And having continuous conversation and having fun together. For me, that's, that's also an ideal date, but that's more important to me with somebody who I have a connection with. So I guess I've never really placed a lot of, um, I've never really placed a lot on my expectations for a first date. You know what I'm I'm saying? Like, it's like, all right, I go in. It is what it is. If it's terrible, I know that it's a bad feeling. If it's a good date, I'm like, all right, I walked away with that with a good feeling. But I never go in with an expectation um, outside of them. Like, please just be a decent person. And, and I hope I have a good time. Um, like, for instance, me and my husband, we didn't have a first date. Like, we never really had a first date. We just kind of started kicking it <laughs> and then from there we you know I remember we we had to think about it and we were like oh so the very first time that we actually like took showers and got dressed and said we were getting ready to go do a b c and d like that could have technically been our first date but by that time we'd already been kicking it you know what I'm saying I think that's been actually been the bulk of my dating experience I don't necessarily feel like I've been like mm-hmm. courted in the sense that I've gotten asked out on dates and gone on dates, but as far as like people who I've been in relationship with, it wasn't like I felt like they saw me and asked me out and got to know me in the traditional way of like going out on dates. It's always always been like somebody who I've known for a really long time and we were hanging out for an extended period of time and then we actually kind of we we actually fell into this relationship situation after the fact, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. that being said, now that I am a woman of a particular age, I'm tired of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I definitely mm-hmm. want, I think I deserve at this point to have somebody be a bit more intentional. And I don't want to be, you know, dating niggas by default no more. And I'm not judging anybody who was in that situation because when I was in those situations, I was content mm-hmm. and happy. And like, you know, I didn't even, I didn't complain about it. But now... I think I'm in a space where I would like to just have a different experience. So mm-hmm. I just, and I don't want to make this all about me, but I'm just thinking for the people who are, no, you know, for the people who may be like me, like whose responsibility is it? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and how do you strike that balance? Right. I'm not saying this is not going to be one of those episodes of Getting Grown where we give you guys a list of steps and <laughs> this is what you do and this is how you do it. But this is more <laughs> so kind of like, okay, nah. I don't know. <laughs> but just kind of throwing it out there to see, um, <laughs> you know, from the conversation, if we can kind of get new perspectives or think about things differently. Well, I think for one, like we need to, I think having those expectations sometimes can be a little dangerous because we may be we may constantly set ourselves up for there's a fine line because you can set yourself up for disappointment because you had a very specific expectation. You know what I'm saying? But then you also have 
every single right to express what it is that you want. I think putting those expectations, like saying like, this is what I want to somebody for a first date may be a little bit much. I think that comes with getting to know somebody and then making sure that they pay attention to um, the things that you're saying about what you prefer in a date. So, yeah, I think there's a fine line because, you know, you just you don't you want to make sure that you express what you want, but you don't want to say it too soon where you're scaring somebody off. But you do have every right to express what you want and then start taking matters into your own hands. You plan a date. You know what I'm saying? If you you all know that you have an interest between each other and, you you know, this is something that you want, then plan it. Like you be the one to initiate and be like, all right, so this is, you know, I, I thought this might be something really fun. This is something that I like to do. So I'd like, you know, I'd like you to join me. And then that could open up something else. But you taking the initiative is also always an option for you to get what you want out of a date as well as getting to know somebody. Definitely. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something for me to, con- to consider and think about because that's not something that I thought about before. I was t- sitting planning for this week's episode and I was at Keisha's house and talking to her about it. And she actually asked me if I'd ever planned a date and I told her no. Um, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until she asked me that question that I was like forced to kind of sit with that and was just like, well, girl, <laughs> Why not? Um, And then think through like (laughs) what some of my own reservations were. And like you said, it was probably more about like not coming off too strong or not wanting to be like, you know, that girl that was just like, you know, this is nigga, this is how you have to date me. Right. Right. A pillow princess, essentially. But I definitely feel like there is a way that I could assert myself and kind of articulate myself and and, um, Mm -hmm. express my desires in a way. That's just kind of like informing the person of what I would want versus saying, you know, this is what you have to do. I think also I was going to say while you were talking before, just the way that I have dated and like to date. Yes, there the first date is more about getting to know uh, the other person because, I mean, well, const- that's what dating is all about. It's a constant process of getting to know and exploring uh, someone else's uh, personality mm-hmm. and the way you all interact. But I personally... Mm-hmm. I've never really been fond of, you know, you just meet somebody on the street or out and, Mm -hmm. you know, you go out with them without having had like preliminary. Like I'm a phone girl. I like I want us to have some conversation prior to not not texting all day and half the night. Oh, no, please don't text me all day. But. I would like to have some conversation with you. And I don't know, like maybe that's I, I sometimes I get the sense that that is like completely unheard of. And I'm just out here expecting way too much um, <laughs> by wanting to actually have a converse, have a few conversations with a dude before we go out. Because I don't know, maybe because I watch too much special victims unit. I just I don't know. I don't like to go places with strangers. <laughs> I, I watch way too much television. I live here by myself and I just lots of criminal I'm minds. leery. I want to make sure. And you, no, you don't know. You don't get to know a whole lot. And people can definitely conceal their crazy until later. But I, I don't know. I, ju- I just like to like that's why doing something like going to an amusement park or a more interactive and active kind of date. is not something that's like uh, scary for me on first and second date situations because if I'm going on a first or second date with you, you are not still a stranger to me. Like I we have we have had enough conversation to where I feel like we can 
we can go to a place like that and still have a good time. But maybe that's just me and my own personal crazy little values or interests or ideas or I don't know. That's not the word I'm looking for. I don't think it's crazy. I don't know. I don't think that's crazy. That's your ex. You know, that's 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 your preferences. But what I do think is like in the same vein, I like on a first date, don't take me to the movies. Well, that's cr- I mean, you know, it's a person to person thing. And that's why I was saying, like, you know, I, I think you have to show me that you listen. And you don't assume and you don't do cliche exactly. things that are like traditional date things. But if you if you know, like one of our listeners said, I'm a movie buff. So movies are my thing. I like to have a movie first date, but it can't mm-hmm. be just the movie and we go home. Like we have to have the movie and then we go to dinner right. or we do something after that where we can debrief. And she felt like, in, yes. And in those instances, you, exactly. you can discuss the movie and that can kind of facilitate the conversation between the two of you. And I thought that that made a lot of sense. But yes, but that's also indicative of that nigga listening when they've had previous conversations. Exactly. So it goes exactly. right exactly. in hand with what you exactly. said. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. okay, we had we had conversations. And we're not saying that texting is wrong either because we understand the age that we live in. And it's nice when you're at work or you're doing something to get a message from the person that you are interested in is interested in you. Um, you know, when my husband and I first started dating, Uh, We did have to text a lot because we were both bartenders at the time. So I'm behind the bar. He's behind the bar. You know, we don't have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to sit on the phone. You know what I'm saying? We had to kind of text each other to have that communication. But then when we had times where we were both off or I would get off or he would get off, then we would get on the phone like two adults and actually talk about things so that when we got together, you know, we we had constant and endless conversation. And I know a lot of people in our in our mentions mentioned that a lot of people in our mentions mentioned said that they enjoyed um being able to communicate with the person on their first date and that's you know that's really key for them and i i feel the exact same way i think communication is super key yeah i mean i don't really know that's kind of all i got i just thought that this i mean we've been talking for a little while so maybe we should find a way to wrap this up but i just thought it would be cool to think about dating as it applies as it relates to you know being older and getting grown and and dating as an adult versus Mm -hmm. you know because those those um your objectives and reasons for dating change the older that you get um exactly and you know the way that i view dating is is largely different than how i was viewing it when i was 23 you know good conversation good food for thought to think about if you have some ideal first dates and things that you would love to do and you've not done them, then maybe we can start thinking critically about, okay, what am I doing? That's not, you know, putting me in a position to have these amazing dates that I want to have. Cause I don't think that they are for nothing. Like my little dream of having dates and, you know, um, at the amusement park and roller coasters and, you know, all the snacks and stuffed animals, like all that. I don't think that that's for naught. I feel like, that I have that for a reason and I got to figure out how to make that happen um, one way or another before it's all over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, and, and that's the thing too. Like we, 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 we're seeing, you know, as we're adults, as you can hear my adulting uh, evidence, of my adulting in the background, as we're adults, you know, there are a lot who are dating. And like he has said, there are certain expectations that you have now in your life. And there are certain, you know, there are reasons why you're dating and you don't want that to be empty. You don't want that to be like, like she said, for not. And so therefore you got to take it into your own hands sometimes. And if that means you got to switch up how you do stuff, then maybe this is the time now where you start to address that so that 
you know, things might change. Maybe there's something that you're doing and that's been repetitive and hasn't been working for you in the past and will help you in the future to to be able to have some different results. So it's just something for us to think about. Like my sis said, it's just something for us to address because this is the age that we live in. And everything like that right there, man. I think that wraps up the kitchen table. Grab your plates. Bust your, bust your section of the table. Bust your plates, please. Um, yes. And we'll be moving on into, I think, Honesty Box. Don't forget today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace. Therapy can be intimidating. Releasing your private thoughts to a complete stranger can seem daunting and almost scary. But it can also bring you a woosah. And with Talkspace, you can get that relief from the comfort of your own space and on your own time. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with a licensed and experienced therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. You can talk with your therapist whenever and wherever you are on the web or over the phone without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. And Talkspace is 100% confidential. You can remain completely anonymous if you want. Join over 500,000 users who have experienced the relief of being able to talk to a therapist at their discretion and on their own time. And just for all you listening to Getting Grown, you can use coupon code GROWN on the Talkspace app to get $30 off your first month and show your support for the Getting Grown podcast. Get matched with the perfect therapist for you right now by going to Talkspace.com forward slash grown. That's code G-R-O-W-N for the Talkspace app or just go to Talkspace.com forward slash grown. Talk space. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. Honestly. Truly. It's time for the honesty box. All right, sis. This one's a little bit heavy. It's called My Granny Hates Me. Hey, Jade and Kia. I'm writing because I really needed to get this off my spirit. The fact of the matter is that my granny has always treated me less than my sister for my whole 21 years of life. Life. Excuse me. The latest reaction was her refusal to come to Hampton for my undergrad graduation, by which I completed in three and a half years, team typing quicker than most. I sent her an invitation and she had the nerve to lie to me and say she didn't get it. I know that was an absolute lie because every other family member in that area received their invites and the invitation was not returned in the mail. Three days before graduation, I called to confirm everyone who I sent invites to and she decided to unapologetically tell me she would not be in attendance. And at this point, I cried. She wasn't going to even tell me that she wasn't coming. She had decided that job was for my mother, and that hurt the most. I've never had a good relationship with my grandmother. She's even gone as far as blatantly showing my older sister more affection than she shows me. She'll constantly neglect to call me on my birthday or give my sister random gifts and writes me off saying, I didn't think you would like it. She's called me a heathen in any and everything under the sun, but for some reason I tried to give my granny the love, and of course I've always respected her because she's a southern woman who doesn't play. Skipping the graduation was probably the last straw. She even decided to try to flip the script and try to make her absence seem as if my family wasn't caring about her needs and feelings, but this was my day. So my natural reaction has been not to speak to her. I've been in New Jersey for the last 10 weeks for an internship and reluctantly called her for her birthday only because my mother asked, I will be home next week and I'd planned on speaking to her because like Kia said, no one can know what you're feeling if you don't say it. But I honestly don't know how to say what I have to to my granny. Again, I respect the woman she is and what she has to had to go through, but I'm tired of feeling like granny's unloved granddaughter. I know I have to say something, but how do I say how I feel without disrespecting her? Or should I just let it go and charge it to her head, not her heart? 
Also, I'm graduating with my MBA next year and having a strong feeling to not invite her to spare myself the heartache. Signed, graduated, and irritated. All right, sis. What do you think? Yikes. Um, I think that this is definitely a heavy situation. Um, And I can definitely speak from the experience of being estranged, or a strained relationship, I should say, with a family member. And wanting to be respectful, but not wanting to, not not willing, I should say, not willing to continue to be abused and mistreated. I think it's okay for you to, I don't think there is no one, one right or wrong way to go about expressing how you feel, in this case to your grandmother. I just think what you need to do is be prepared for her response, be prepared for her to be receptive to what you say and apologize and, you know, be willing to make change, but also be prepared if she's not receptive and does not acknowledge or own that she has made you feel this way or make any moves to kind of rectify or remedy your relationship. I don't know. It's super unfortunate and I'm very sorry that you have to deal with this. But at the same time, I think a a big part of getting, getting grown and being an adult is realizing that everybody is not going to celebrate you. And unfortunately... Um, you know, that's just the way it is. Like, you know, you want to have and your expectation is that certain people will treat you a certain way, but you are not responsible for anybody else's behavior. And unfortunately that, that, I mean, I mean, that just, that's Mm -hmm. a truth that holds not only for friendships and and dating relationships and relationships that we have with people outside our family, but also holds true for people who are within our, our family as well. So I guess my advice is, I think you should absolutely, there's no right or wrong way to say it, however you feel most comfortable say it, whether it be you trying to reach out to her and having a conversation, you sending her a letter or having a conversation with her with another family member present to serve as a mediator, however you feel most comfortable to have a conversation. I think you should have the conversation and just let her know how you feel in a way that she cannot deny it and say that she didn't know. Um, And just be prepared for whatever way that she responds. It's my hope and prayer that she will acknowledge that she has been treating you uh, poorly and apologize and make change. But it's a very, also a very real reality that she might deny it um, and still continue to treat you that way. But just don't internalize her behavior at all and try to find another person. I'm sure there are other people in your family who are as supportive of you and your accomplishments and cultivate those relationships and and uh, receive that love and don't be so focused on the strained relationship that you have with your grandmother I know that's easier said than done but unfortunately when it comes to family situations a lot of times this kind of stuff is beyond our control so those are my thoughts what do you think sis no I I actually 100% agree with you I think um you know, especially if it's going to make you feel better, if this is something that you need to get off of your spirit, and it sounds like it is something that you, that you need to get off your spirit, you have every right to say how you feel. If this person has made you feel the way family or not, you have every right to say it, and you voicing your opinion is not disrespectful. Even the way that you expressed, yourselves to, uh, expressed yourself to us was not disrespectful about your grandmother. You You said that you respect your grandmother, you love your grandmother, and it hurts you the way that she treats you. Now, again, I'm going to 100 percent agree with Kia because she said that you don't know how she's going to respond. So make sure that you go in knowing that 
You're saying what you need to say and you're getting that off your spirit, but don't let that break you or hurt you when she doesn't respond necessarily in the way that you might want her to. The the important thing is that you were able to express yourself. And then from there, if you got to cut ties, like sometimes family is just not, it's family is who you choose. You know what I'm saying? It's not always who you were given. And they're not always healthy for you. My friend told me an experience recently. He didn't know his father growing up and he met his father um, and he met his brother and his brother came and visited him and, um, you know, they had an amazing time. And then his brother came back a second time and was like, yo, you know, like, let's go out. Let's have a good time. Like, let's go to the club. I'm trying to meet some 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 snow bunnies, some white girls. And so my friend was like, what? And so they get to the club. He's like, I don't really know where to go, but they figured out where to go. And they get to the club and, you know, his brother is really like scouting out these drunk white girls like he has an agenda. And there was a black girl who came up, a beautiful black girl, my friend said, who came up and she was having a conversation with him. And he was just not just not paying her any mind. He was not interested whatsoever. And when she walked away, you know, his he he was like, yo, that girl was really beautiful and she was really feeling you. And none of these other girls are feeling you. So these girls that he was hounding down weren't even worried about him. He was like, this girl was feeling you. And the brother was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. And the friend of the brother said to my friend, if he was ever to pay her any attention, that'd be the first black girl he'd ever talk to. And then they later had more conversations and he had a negative view of black women. He looked down on black women. He revered white women like it was just a, a very toxic mentality. And my friend realized in that moment he said to me, he says, you know what? He was raised by my father. I didn't know my father. Like I just met him and he's in his mid thirties. He was like, so he's like, I always, you know, wanted my dad around. I always wanted him in my life. He was like, but I realized in that moment that may not have been the best thing for me because I could grow up with that fucked up mentality the way that he did. And so I say all that to say that sometimes you have to disconnect yourself from a situation no matter how loyal you may feel to it, it may be a family member or what have you, such as your grandmother, but it may not be the healthiest for you. And it's okay for you to acknowledge that a situation is not healthy for you, even if it is your family. And don't think you have to stay yes. in it because you're obligated by blood. So that was, that's pretty much my, my, my view on it. That's good advice. Sis. So hopefully that helps you feel free to, um, you know, hit us if you have any follow-up questions or if there's anything, anywhere else we could be a support to you. But we'll definitely be thinking about your imprint for you. And if you have, um, if anyone else, any of our other listeners, we get uh, emails all the time. Absolutely. People who have uh, messages and things that they would like to share with those individuals who send us um, entries for the honesty box. And we try to forward those along. With permission, of course. So if you have something, if one of our, if you're another listener and you're going through a similar situation or you have a word of encouragement mm -hmm, for this mm -hmm. listener that you would, would like to share, let us know. Um, send us an email at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com and we'll be happy to forward that message along. But um, yes, it's, uh, hopefully something said in this segment will be of help to you. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. 
P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty, petty. It's time for petty peeps. So, you want me to go first, sis? <laughs> I would like for you to go first, because, I mean, it's only right after you've sung us in. I mean, you know, I, I try, you know, but like you said, when it's late and I'm tired, mm-hmm. my vibrato mm-hmm. gets mm-hmm. wide. It gets real wide and sloppy. So my petty peeve this week actually comes from a listener, excuse me, by the name of Timothy. And Timothy says, Dear Jade and Kia, mainly Jade for this one. This one goes out to the beautiful customers that come into restaurants five minutes before close. My Jesus is not pleased with you and you need not, (laughs) excuse me, and you need to repent. As a chef and a man dating a woman that is a server at a different restaurant, there's nothing worse than having a table that walks five minutes before close, then takes 10 minutes to look at the menu and decides to order the most elaborate item on the menu. I completely understand that this is a customer service career field and that the goal is to ultimately make the customer happy, but I do not care. It takes no less than a blessed hour to really clean a kitchen. You deciding that you need to eat at the specific restaurant five minutes before close, put the entire crew behind. It makes the manager have to pay us for the extra time we have to clean. And it means that we all have to now sit around and wait for you to finish eating so we can clean after you, which is just as awkward to me as it is frustrating. Again, I understand to most of y'all who are probably the terrorist ass people doing this type of stuff. It really doesn't matter to that you walk into uh, walk in five minutes before close. But if you can sit down and expect the properly seasoned and properly cooked meal, is it too much to expect that you would come get that meal at a decent time? <laughs> that really did resonate with me because nothing was worse than a person coming into the club when I worked at the club and ordering a drink when we were getting ready to close in five minutes and they didn't order a shot or a beer, something I can pour from a tap, they would walk in and order like black cherry infused martinis and mojitos and things I had to pull out ingredients and shake and muddle and and stir, twist and twerk and whatever else. Like they ordered all kinds of things that required multiple steps And so, therefore, I do not appreciate you doing this. Please take heed to this wonderful young man by the name of Timothy Calhoun, who has let (laughs) you all know how awful it is when you walk into a restaurant and order right before it's getting ready to close. What about you, sis? That's actually actually really real. And shout out to Timothy. I've never worked in food service, um, but I just, because I know my strengths and weaknesses, and I know that... um, it's just not what the Lord would have me to do in my life. But I definitely can relate. Um, having worked in retail and somebody wanting to come in and wreck and ruin your, um, your table that you just folded. Mm. Nothing is worse. By getting, you know, pulling from the bottom and just destroying everything. And the store closes at 10 o'clock and here come Missy Lynn at 9.58 to destroy your hard work. Listen. Um, and so, they don't think about the cleanup. I mean, Y'all don't think about like we got to break things down, put things up, listen, wipe things off. Like, I mean, come on, y'all. I was notorious. I would always ask for the vacuum cleaner when we were closing the store. So I would be vacuuming right at your ankles. That's I would right. vacuum your toes. I want you to know that it's time to go and you need to get out of the you store. You're going to hear Cheryl Crow from the speakers and you're going to hear the, the, listen, the, mm-hmm. the vacuum is going to be live and direct. I will vacuum your toes yeah. because yeah. you have to know that it's just time for you to All leave. around your ankles. I'm, I, too, am going to read a petty pee from one of our faithful listeners. By the, uh, uh, this letter comes from Raven. Um, Raven says, greetings, sisters and petty. 
Uh, I write to you today to express my gratitude for your labor, laughs, and love. As a fellow member of Hashtag Team Typing Fast, your podcast have helped me through some long work hours. Anyway, I want to express a petty peeve. Semicolon. When folks act like they don't see you sitting, standing somewhere, and walk in front of you or over you while you're having a conversation. Can you not say, excuse me, where are your manners who raised you? It especially angers me. When white women or non-black women of color act like they don't see me, it takes it's, it takes restraint from Jesus, both Mary and both Marys and Joseph. Come on, both Marys. Both so Marys. Mary, the mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. All right. Yes. And I know who all of uh, them are. OK, girl. Thanks. Show out then. Mm, uh, prove it. But we can talk about that uh, later. Jesus, both Marys and Joseph for me to not holler out. I know you see me standing here. I just needed to get that out. Thank you all for reading in Petty Solidarity Raven. So I chose this one because this happened to Crystal and I this weekend. Mm. And I really felt some kind of way. Uh, we went to get pedicures in Harlem right on um, 116th Street. Mm-hmm. And we were walking into the establishment and there were some um, we were at the nail place. We did not know that the lady worked in the nail place when we were out on the street. She just was a, a Asian woman. Um, but Crystal opened the door mm-hmm. and the lady was standing like she was coming from the opposite direction. So we're, we're coming toward one another. Crystal opened the door so that she and I could come through. But the Asian lady just was talking to somebody else. It was two of them. Crystal opened the door. They they just they just walked in front of Crystal like we opened the door for her. Uh-huh. Never said, hey, no, no, cat, no, no, dog, no. boo, excuse <laughs> me, excuse you. They never said anything. And I was instantly incensed. Mm. Like I was just like, so it really makes me feel some kind of way. And, you know, we went in and got served and I was sitting there and the lady who worked there who did it, kept walking back and forth because she was getting things out of another room that was right across from where Crystal and I was sitting. And I was like, sis, I have to tell you, every time I see this lady, I just can't stop. I just can't get unmad because I'm like, (laughs) this lady just acted like we wasn't standing there. And I am a woman of a particular size. I feel Mm. like at 5'10", nobody can say that they didn't see me. Like, you cannot say that you did not see me as big and black as I am standing right here. <laughs> so I just felt some sort of way. And a every, I didn't she just make continued. It for that pedicure. I was like, bruh, bruh, did she really just like, like Crystal was the doorman. She literally walked, opened the door and the lady just walked through. And I'm just like, whoa, wow. whoa, whoa. And wow. she was like, yeah. Wow. Like Crystal was like, yeah, that just happened. <laughs> I can hear But they never too. said... They never said anything like the two women that walked in, like never said, excuse us or, you know, or anything. They never even acknowledged us. It was just like we were there to open the door for them. Yeah. And I really had to keep myself from going upside that woman's head. Like I literally could saw myself taking my foot. You're just supposed to open the door, Miss Sophia. I was just like, what? Yeah. So Raven, I get it, sis. Don't ever tell me like, no, no, you see me. Act, you better acknowledge me. Say excuse me. Like act like I'm here. Say thank you first of all. Let's let really get to the meat and potatoes of this. Say mm-hmm. thank you because I opened the door for you. And the lady who didn't acknowledge any, like the the lady who worked there. I just, well, anyway, I have my thoughts, but um, mm-hmm. I just feel like it was the strength of the angels that carried me to not come to this pedicure with you all, even though I was supposed to be there. You all went without me. But it's Girl, fine. Let's not yeah. let's not say that like that's not your responsibility and, or your fault. Because if you would like to lay out the receipts, I can furnish them. I, what okay, happened to family business. Mm, what happened to it? <laughs> you the one, you the one. 
You the one who was you opened this can of worms. I was on You was on time one day. You was on time Saturday. We were supposed to get the pedicures on Friday. You still want to do this? You sure? (laughs) You sure you want to do this right now? I think we should end the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you once again for listening to Getting Grown with Jaden Keith. Um, you are just getting another, another, in, some more insight into our actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is why y'all love us, and this is why we love you. So thank you so and so this much. This is why we love each Listen. other, girl. I'm talking to the people. We see each other. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, thanks to everyone who came up and said hi to us at the uh, live friend zone. Thanks to everyone who sends us all of the awesome tweets and Instagram comments and Facebook comments. Mm-hmm. We love you guys so much. Um, thank you guys for listening. You guys are listening like heck. And <laughs> I just can't believe it. Every time I see our numbers, like I'm just like, OMG. Jeez, but thank you guys so much um, for tuning in for another episode of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia. We will be back next week, sis. Is there anything else that you would like to say before we say goodbye um no thank you to every thank you as kia said thank you thank you thank you thank you to the young lady who came to santana's pop-up um it was wonderful chatting with you and that support that constant support that we talked about in the beginning is just so beautiful to see so i love it i love seeing the community build but um no we can close it out make sure you all are drinking your water minding your business and staying moisturized because your black will absolutely and in fact crack if it's dry. Good night. Bye or good day. Whenever y'all listen to this. Bye.